Oh, yeah, absolutely. Those two years after my mom passed, you know, I was 23 at the time and uh, they were very dark. Matter of fact, they were absent of hope, really. And so absolutely, I left God. I thought now I know that the God my mom told me about didn't care enough about her or he wouldn't have let her die. And so I was deeply angry, hurt and sad. And not only about the void of my mom's passing, but the void of not having a solid foundation uh, of Christ. Like I went into straight seek mode. So I did whatever I could do to make me feel good and to not think about my mom's death. And in those two two years, I ate myself, meaning I was eating, like I said, I was doing a whole bunch of things into what would have been a premature heart attack. And many don't know my mom, she passed of a, of a heart attack. And so the word of God says, warning comes before destruction. So I was eating, drinking, doing whatever. And a mentor of mine at the time asked me one day, when was the last time you got a physical? And basically I said, I don't know. Cause I was at a, just, I didn't care. I was like, whatever. And she told me to go get a physical. Long story short, I went to the doctors, you know, they run the test or whatever. Results came back. My LDL, which is the bad cholesterol, was grossly high. Like I think borderline high is like anything over like 170. My I remember my results came back like 269. I I didn't know that was high. Mm. And so the long story short, with all of that, um, I know it was God who used my mentor to help save my life. Hi there, it's your girl, Brittany, and you are listening to Finding Love in Purpose podcast, better known as Flip. In this podcast, ladies, we are changing anthems and embracing this new freedom that there's always a better side to life. You just have to flip it. Flip it, flip it, flip it, flip it, flip it. love it's your girl Brittany and welcome to finding love and purpose joining me on this special episode is author speaker and mentor Ivy Speaks. so before we get into the conversation y'all let me tell you about Ivy Ivy's extraordinary story of rejecting God and the plan of God to becoming a street evangelist for Christ is the inspiration behind her bold mission to teach others that God has a plan a purpose for you and with the proper perspective, you too can turn the pressure into greatness. And so in her book, Pressurized for Greatness, Five Things About the Grace of Tomorrow, she shares the power of forgiveness and grace, along with the dark struggles she experienced in childhood and how it was the grace of God to draw her back to Christ. Also in her latest book, Boost Your Self-Esteem, make sure you caught that, she lays out practical steps to self-love, self-care, and positive self-talk through Ivy Speaks LLC. Ivy wants to give voice to the silent. Hey, I don't know about y'all, but that's me right there. Whether through speaking, books, trainings, Ivy's message to the masses is to find your authentic voice and don't allow anyone, and we mean anyone, to silence you ever again. Family, let's give a warm welcome to my girl, my sister, Ivy Speaks. Hey, girl. 
Hey, Britt. <laughs> How are you feeling today? Oh, I'm thankful. So thankful. I'm full of just, just gratitude. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm excited. And when I say I'm excited, I'm like over the top right now, ready. I got my notebook. I got my pen. I got my tissue just in case I have a Kerry Washington and a Viola Davis moment. All right, I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready for the gems you're about to drop this day. And another reason why is because I get this question a lot. Um, how do you recover, you know, from a loss? How can you see beauty even in the broken places, even in your pain, the stuff that you experienced since childhood? How can you see beauty in that? Um, another thing is you say God is going to turn, you know, my pain into purpose. We hear that a lot, but what does that look like? So I'm excited about us having this conversation to talk about good grief. How do you turn pain into a beautiful purpose. So which allows me to go to my first question to you, Ivy, in your own words, what is purpose? Oh, I love that question. I would say purpose is who you are and what you do, right? Like the reason you and I exist is for a purpose. And the reason we do what we do is for a purpose. And so I believe we're more than just a product of our parents. Like I truly believe we're a product of the purpose and plan of God. Like in the beginning, right? Like God made man, mankind in his image and likeness. So we came to earth from heaven as an answer. So we're, we're purpose in motion and we're here for a purpose. That's how I would define it. That's good. That's good. And I love what you said. We came as an answer. We came as an answer. And then just to even um, think about, because I get the question a lot. I don't know about you, like, you know, when you're mentoring, what is purpose? How can I find my purpose? And I struggle with that a lot because I didn't know myself. I knew that and I had different things, but I really couldn't narrow down what my purpose. And then one day God was like, Brittany, your purpose is who I've called you to be which is like you said, we came as an answer. I've, I've, I've created you to be an answer um, to a problem. And so he's created us to be who he's called us to be, whatever that may be. And so with that purpose, it's just, it's a beautiful thing, right? Amen. It's a very, it's a very beautiful thing. So I like how you put that um, in your definition of purpose. So in your bio, you speak about finding your authentic voice. And don't allow anyone to silence you ever again. Can you expound upon that? um, And tell us about a time where you silence yourself. Absolutely. When I say when you find your authentic voice and don't allow anyone to silence you ever again, you are powerful. Like your voice can move things, create things, right? And so if you're silenced or silent, you're not speaking. So you're not giving, you're not speaking things into existence. You're not creating things with your words. You're, 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 you're just muzzled, you're mute. And so where that even came from, really, it was a part of my uh, trauma that I experienced in childhood where I was muzzled with some of the things that happened to me in my childhood. But here's what I found. It silenced me into believing I was unworthy of love because as a child, 
I accepted it because I wasn't given language or a voice to speak about it. So I thought my voice didn't matter, that I didn't matter. And I lived that way until I found my voice in Christ. Like there was a life that I was living that was a complete lie. But I thought it was who I was, but it's not who I was. It was what happened to me. That's how I was living versus who I was really created to be. And so really I found the real me when I found Jesus, really. And at that time, at a time where I silenced myself, is really when I was partnering with the enemy, with the devil to be silent and live that lie that I was unworthy. Because who told you that? Who told you you were unworthy? Who told you you're unlovable? Who told you you so difficult? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, the, it's those words. It and, is, it you is. know. It is. It is. And I'm glad you said who told you that because immediately I went to Genesis, I believe, chapter three, when God is walking. He's like, you know, they're saying uh, Adam and Eva, well, oh, we're naked. He's like, but who told you that? Mm-hmm. Who, who told you all these things and so for me it's just one of those things where when you said partner part you're partnering with a lie yeah and that's what the enemy will allow us to do instead of partner with God with his love we partner with that lie and then it makes us to believe that okay like you said we're not worthy we have no value we have no purpose who can use someone like you you know and all these lies we're 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 taking hold of that and and God is like no <laughs> that's not what i said <laughs> i didn't call you that from the beginning and so i love how you put that and then you also said something to the nature of um you wasn't given the language yeah and oh, and yeah. that's i feel like that's a lot of people that could possibly be listening right now where they were not given the language no one taught them (laughs) anything like that and I I feel like that's why the mental health awareness is so huge yeah because of that um and you said one thing how did you you talked about finding your voice in crisis it wasn't until you found your voice in Christ how did you find your voice in Christ what were the steps that you took Uh, what did you have to do yeah really I had to really humble myself big time. Mm -hmm. Like there was plans I had. I didn't intend to experience what I experienced in my life. And, you know, I thought I was going to be married by 26 with two kids and a dog and, you know, I had all this (laughs) stuff. Yes. And, uh, you know, that did not happen, uh, yet. Right. And Mm -hmm. so how I found my voice in Christ was when I found who I really am. Like, one of the scriptures I'm meditating on right now is Colossians two and 10, where it says you are complete in Christ. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing missing, broken or lack lacking in completeness in Christ. Um, And of course that's, that's related to our true identity. Now our spirit, man, we know is sealed. It's our soul. It's our mind that needs the reminder daily Mm -hmm. that that's not what we do anymore. That's not who you are anymore. So how I found my voice is, is really through serving as well. Like uh, I w- I'm, I'm in a current uh, ministry now, but a previous ministry, that's when I began to serve in, in an outreach ministry uh, where I found myself drawn to um, demonstrate my love for Christ through sharing my love for Christ with others, right? Because one day 
I said, God, I've never shared you with anybody. Like, cause up until that point, I, you know, I was, mm-hmm. you know, Holy Ghost field. I was loving life, still loving life y'all for real. Uh, but early in my rededication back to Christ, you know, I was on fire. I mean, zeal. And I was like, but I, I've never shared you with anybody. And so at that time, that church had a, a outreach ministry. And so I started joining, joined that ministry and learned ways to connect with people to share the goodness of God. And, you know, now it's just my walk. It's just, it's just me, you know, it's not, I don't perform. I don't do this. So how I found my voice is, is just that I, it's uh, a number of things, right? You, you, you gotta humble yourself to, to believe that you don't know everything really. You got to start there. You got to know God's wisdom is best like God, not self. And then get into a, not only Bible teaching church, but get into a ministry that has outreach, get into something that speaks to you that the church has and allow Holy Spirit to guide and lead you. And you will definitely find who you really are because who you think you are, you most likely haven't scratched the surface of who God created you to be. That's so true. Like you dropped so many gems right now. Um, things that I've written down. I was, y'all, I'm like taking notes. <laughs> I'm a big note taker when it comes to just things that hit me um, right off the spot. You talked about finding your voice um, and serving. I believe that's so, so true. That's where you begin to, even your purpose begins to blossom um, when you're planted, right? Yeah. When you're planted in the right house, when you're planted um, even in God's word and just even with serving, you begin to bloom in your purpose and um, even finding your voice. And it's not so much you got to have a mic. That's not what we're saying. Uh-uh. It's just like you said, being a, a, a representative, being an ambassador of Christ, right? Absolutely. And you share your story as you're serving, um, which is a beautiful thing. And then also, um, I'm, a, I'm a big word person. Uh, one word that stood out to me was complete. You said you are complete in Christ. And when I looked at the definition of complete, having all the necessary or appropriate parts, um, meaning to say that when God completes you, you have all the necessary, all the appropriate parts. You are whole. It's like he's giving you the full, whole, entire, total package. Like that's what he does um, when you're finding your voice in him. Um, versus finding it in man. I, I know plenty of stories where I tried to find my voice in so many other places, or even like you said, muzzle that voice because I didn't feel like I was worthy enough. But when I actually found it in Christ, it's just like he showed me, um, he showed me something bigger than myself, Yeah, which is a beautiful thing. And so I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm not going to even take over. I'm just going to go ahead. <laughs> I'm just saying, I get excited when we talk about purpose, anything purpose and just renewing your mind, finding your voice, because I know what it feels like to put yourself on mute because of trauma. Well, yeah, because of trauma and um, which is a good segue for me to ask you, um, you know, in your own words, what is trauma? What is grief? You know, what is that to you um, if someone were to ask you that? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, trauma. 
I think it's it can be equated to damage mm. or with the intent to damage. Um, you know, when when you said that, I literally started seeing like a football field and football players playing, right? That's a uh really football is a traumatic sport, really, like because it's hidden and all those things, right? Um, but in a lot of cases, life is like football. The nature of the game of football, you're gonna take hits you're going to set some goals. You're going to get in the end zone, right? But what do you do when you get hit so hard? The medic has to come because that, that, that happens in life, right? The medic comes out, takes you in the back and does what he or she needs to do, right? But in the spiritual sense, you know, with God, God is the medic. He's the healer. So, because there's trauma is not just physical, it's, it's spiritual, it's internal. And so certain things in the physical will never heal um, um, spiritual things. Spiritual things heal spiritual things, which, uh, which affect physical. So when, when I define trauma, I, I define it as both physically and spiritually. Um, and so, and it's the nature of life. You know, unfortunately, we live in a fallen world. We don't live in the utopia. Um, and so grief is another byproduct of sin. We were never supposed to experience grief in the beginning before the fall, but here we are. And so, and that's a human condition. That is a human experience. You're going to experience grief. But here's the joy in the fact that, and it's really equated to a spirit of heaviness. And what God has given us is the garment of praise, meaning we wear that, we put that on. Um, and so to put it on, you got to take something off. You got to, you have to get your focus on who God has really revealed himself to be, you know, and trust me, I'm, I want to stay on focus with this because God, if you see God as a tyrant, Meaning he, he, if you see God through the lens of a natural father, that is flawed, that is incomplete. That's what you will possibly expect God to be like, but God is not like that. God is not like that. So that's good. Yeah, it's, it's good. Um, and I'm glad you, you're going this route. <laughs> um, y'all, <laughs> as you're listening, we, before we even started this, uh, we were like, Hey, Holy spirit, have your way lead us and guide us to where you want to go. And I can see him now just kind of taking a shift um, and just saying, hey, park right here. Um, and so when you talked about trauma um, going back and you said it's equated to damage and then you talked about grief and how it was never supposed to be for us in the first place. Um, it's basically just a spirit of heaviness. And when I when I just was just listening to you, um and in my own personal story I realized that when I lost my brother that was like the most traumatic experience for me um because yeah I saw his body like I, I saw him lifeless right there and tried to pray over him try to say okay you coming back to life <laughs> I know God gonna do it and nothing happened hours passed by and he was still he was gone and when I said I, I felt so much anger, because before then I was just, I had so much faith. 
was like, I know my guy's going to do this because I can't compare him to man. He's just not that. Mm -hmm. But the time that he did not do it the way I thought he was, I immediately turned that gear and compared him to man. Mm -hmm. I mean to say man uh, failed me so many times. And so because of this fail or this traumatic experience, I was just like, you know what? Well, maybe you're like everybody else then because it didn't happen the way that I wanted to. And so when I think about grief, um, I agree, it's a spirit of heaviness. Um, and God tells us, you know, to put on the garment of praise. I ain't want to put on no garment. <laughs> don't give me that. <laughs> you can take that where I don't want that right now. I want to sit in this. Um, and to me, grief is also unexpressed love. It's oh, just like the yeah. memories, the things that I wanted, the things that uh, the milestones or different things I've experienced in life. I can't express it to that person anymore. And mm. so it brings about that heaviness, right? It brings about um, that sadness where it's just like, man, the things that I used to share with this person, I can't share no more. So it's unexpressed. And so all that unexpressed love, it weighs on you. Mm. And so when you say <laughs> God has given us this, uh, the garment of praise, before I didn't, I didn't want that. But it took a shift in my life where I was just like, God, you're not like man. Um, you did not fail. And you really showed me how faithful you are if I just if I just continue to hold your hand. Yeah. And so with that, I know that you talked about um, in your bio and just in, in the personal things that you shared that um, you had a sudden loss with your mom. Absolutely. What was that season like for you? Did you leave God? Did you have any frustrations towards him? Um, and if you're comfortable to share, please, by all means. But how did you feel during that season? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Those two years after my mom passed, you know, I was 23 at the time and uh, they were very dark. Matter of fact, they were absent of hope, really. And so absolutely, I left God. I thought now I know that the God my mom told me about didn't care enough about her or he wouldn't have let her die. And so I was deeply angry, hurt and sad. And not only about the void of my mom's passing, but the void of not having a solid foundation uh, of Christ. Like I went into straight seek mode. So I did whatever I could do to make me feel good and to not think about my mom's death. And in those two two years, I ate myself, meaning I was eating, like I said, I was doing a whole bunch of things into what would have been a premature heart attack. And many don't know my mom, she passed of a, of a heart attack. And so the word of God says, warning comes before destruction. So I was eating, drinking, doing whatever. And a mentor of mine at the time asked me one day, when was the last time you got a physical? And basically I said, I don't know. Cause I was at a, just, I didn't care. I was like, whatever. And she told me to go get a physical long story short. I went to the doctors, you know, they run the test or whatever results came back. My LDL, which is the bad cholesterol was grossly high. Like I think borderline high is like anything over like 170. My, I remember my results came back like 269. I, I didn't know that was high. Mm. And so the long story short, with all of that, um, I know it was God who used my mentor to help save my life. Like, so in that season where I left God, God still wooed me. God still pursued me. He put people in my path 
Don't give that me part, one. No. That part. You feel me? Because <laughs> see, because God has a plan. He knows the end from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You, we're not surprised. He's not surprised. Excuse me. He's not surprised when we come up against things. He has allowed it for a bigger plan and purpose that at the time we just have to trust him. But at the time in my life, I blamed him mm-hmm. because I had no relationship with him. I didn't see him as a loving God. I didn't see, I really saw him as a God to serve me. I really did. I didn't have no real relationship. Um, and so absolutely. Yep. I was frustrated with God. And so, and, uh, in my seeking, I, you know, went into, like I said, I left the Christian faith. So I went into Egyptology, ancestral, uh, things and nothing really kept me anyway. So, um, but it really was the grace of God that kept me. It is. And just listening to you, so. I'm pretty sure there's more people out there that's like, yeah, that was me too. It was me too, Brittany too. <laughs> Where I, when I say I didn't want to have any parts and yeah, I had like one foot in just, if you could just imagine, I had one foot in where I'm just like, I'll still keep it here. You know how you don't want the door to fully close. So you just put your <laughs> foot right there. Right. So it was like, that was me. Um, but then the other parts of me was just like, um, I thought love wasn't supposed to feel this way when it came to God. I, I thought that he was just, he wouldn't do that. Mm, and yeah. I just blamed I just blamed I went into like you said some dark places I remember one time where I didn't want to even live anymore um yeah. and I I kid you not and I don't think I've shared this publicly but it was to a point where I, I remember I was living in Silver Spring at the time I got on the road um got in my car and I was like, I got to find the nearest bridge. Like, that's how I felt in that moment, because I'm like, mm-hmm. the, no one can heal this pain that I'm feeling. And this was really two years after he passed. And I was still battling. Yeah. I was still going through the 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 absence of it and, I, and asking all these questions and nothing was being answered. And on top of that, <sighs> I'm just going to be honest. There are people who's like, oh, just pray about it or just, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you're in my thoughts and prayers I'm just like that's not working you know for me right now I need something more than that um or just pray it out or it it was just more and people that haven't been through it don't understand and so they'll just say say anything and you know know, bless and we're gonna keep praying for (laughs) but the thing is is like when that happened I was like okay my life means anything, then stop it. But I was, I was going 80 more than um, 80 more, 80 miles or 85, almost 90 on 495. Like I was just trying to go to wherever I needed to go and, and just end it. And I get a call. Hmm. I get a call because I wasn't answering no phone calls. I didn't want to talk to anybody. Um, because that's how your mind just it just goes to a different place but I knew that grief was just so heavy it was just keeping me bound I get a call and I'm like you know I'm gonna answer it and the call was where are you Mm. where are you and it took me back to Genesis 3 absolutely where are you (laughs) I'm looking for you And, and it hit me and it's just like and then the next words were you know, I love you. 
God has more. Pull over to the side, go somewhere, parking lot, whatever you need to do, let me talk to you. And that person was my mother. Amen. And she was praying. It's like she said, the Holy Spirit hit her in her room. This was like 11 o'clock at night. My parents are asleep. They just, they oldies, they, they go to bed. <laughs> and so they were asleep. And, and in that moment, she said, the Holy Spirit hit her and said, call your daughter. And when she called me, she said, those were first, where are you? And I didn't take it as in a, 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 a physical location but more of a, where are you in your mind? Where are you in your spirit? Where are you, Brittany? God is calling you. He has more for you. Don't let this, you know, this place take you out. And so there was something that I saw on your Instagram that kind of like, it took me to another place. And you said, you talked about it in your book about how you shared how, you know, you too wanted to attempt suicide after the passing of your mom. Um, and it was like this heavy presence that said, you know what, just kill yourself, you're better off. And but you said that as you were veering your car in oncoming traffic, another voice said, I love you. Mm. I need you. That was God. Could you talk more about that? Yeah. And and that is whew, I can almost cry about how God is so faithful. I didn't even know God like that. at that moment I didn't um wow but looking back on it most definitely that was God that was drawing me back and most definitely the enemy was trying to kill me Mm -hmm. um like I said you know my mom had passed I you know there's something about a mother's love I think that's the most close we can get to the love of God I really do um God bless all the moms and um yeah I was at just at a point where didn't see life worth living. Like, what am I going to do? Who's going to help me uh, with my dress? Who's, who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Who's going to help me with these kids? Right. Just all of those things and see it's in your mind. And what I, what I, what I learned from that moment back then is God is very mindful of me. He knows exactly where I am. Yes. Even when I think I'm running, I'm running. I'm, you can never outrun the love of God. Say there that. is no depth that he will not go. Say that. And I, I love that about God. There's no depth. He will not go. There's no amount of murkiness, dirtiness, whatever. He's coming. His love. What does it say? Oh, the overwhelming love of God. Mm-hmm. The reckless love. Reckless. <laughs> yeah, that is true. It's so true. Are you an author, a blogger, or someone who has turned your pain into purpose and desire to share your story on the Finding Love and Purpose podcast? Well, I love your faith. Do me a favor and head over to BrittanyMBrooks.com, click on podcasts in the menu bar, complete the form, and be sure to tell me about yourself and how God flipped the script in your life. I would love to have you on the podcast show, and I'm sure your inspiring story will heal and transform many lives. Um, and like I said, in my, those two years, um, I had, you know, said the Jesus ain't real. Like, I, I mean, I literally just was like burnt. I was burnt, <laughs> mm-hmm. but to, to, to be alive and well now and, and being in a position where I'm walking in that authority, you know, I'm taking thoughts captive. 
that come against the knowledge of God. You can, it's like, how, how am I going to go from that to this? God, mm-hmm. that's his plan and his purpose. Exactly. That's good. That's Amen. Good. That is good. Um, those that are listening, I hope that, you know, um, what you're hearing is really resonating with you. Um, and again, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, you know, and we've heard about so many suicides. Yeah. Um, beautiful women. Yeah. Young women. Um, I think the one that I heard most recently was the young lady that was a freshman in college. Yeah. And when I saw that, it just, it hurt me. It, it took me to another place because I'm like, oh, wow, God. But I saw myself in her. Um, I saw myself in her in 2019. Was it 19? I believe it was 19, 2019, 2018. Um, and so seeing that, I was just like, wow. Whether there was somebody that could have just called her mm. or why couldn't she get the same call I got that type of thing, you know? Mm. Um, and so for me, it's just like that, that burden, it comes upon us. It's like, we got to pray even more, check on people. Yeah. And God gives you that unction. Like, Hey, I need you to call this person. If he put, lay somebody on your heart, there's a reason why. He wants you to talk to them. You just don't know. And we can, we're good at that. We're good at, we wore masks like what, for two and a half years now. Right. You know, covering ourselves, but really, you know, though that's just a rep- representation of what we've been doing on the inside. It's just covering up, covering up the pain, covering up mm-hmm. the hurt, the damage, the, the trauma, um, the things that we can't speak about because we're too embarrassed about. And so um, this is just a call for you. Like if God gives you somebody on your heart to, to call them, to, to text them, whatever it may be, you know, we can text, but it's nothing like a call when you get mm-hmm. that call. And so um, I encourage anyone to just to really reach out, to really stay in tune um, with the strong friends, with the ones that, you know, you, they, they, <laughs> they may be strong but on the inside they may be battling or dealing with some things uh, what's your take on that yeah um I was that strong friend mm-hmm. and in some cases I have to watch it from being so strong because yeah. no that's that's not even a, a healthy uh mindset really to be so strong right um because if you're strong enough to pick it up you should be strong enough to put it down that's good. Right. And mm-hmm. so, you know, with with it being a mental health awareness month, I think every month is mental health awareness. OK, I think mm-hmm. every day is mental health awareness, you know, and I think um, and I made a post about it um, a day or so ago where with people who have battled with suicide like myself and have um, Latin like yourself, really what needs to die is that mindset. It is. We don't need to die you're whoever's listening you are worthy of being loved and being loved well yes God is not withholding love from you that is not his nature mm-hmm. and you're worthy you're worthy that's good that's good um I love everything that you're saying it resonates with me and then the, when you said about strong enough to pick 
uh, if you're strong enough to pick it up, you're strong enough to put it down. Um, the image that I had got in my head too was, you know, how some people be lifting weights, but behind them, they have a spotter. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and sometimes, you know, <laughs> we can pick it up, but then I, I look at that spotter as a Holy Spirit. I look at that spotter as even um, a good friend. Yeah. It's just like, hey, I'm, I'm right here. You may pick up this weight, but not, if it's too much for you, I'm, I'm coming behind you. I got you. Amen. You know, we should we should be that we should be that for our sisters. We should be that for our brothers. Uh, we should be that for just for one another. And then, of course, the Holy Spirit is like that. It's just like, I see you picking up weights, but best believe if it's too much, I got you. Amen. I can take this. Amen. You don't have to take this down or take it up or however you want to put it by yourself. Yeah. So, um, so that's good. That is good. So with that, um, Ivy, I wanted to ask you about, um, how did God flip the script in your life? Um, please share a time with us, how God took your, your pain and transformed it into purpose. And when I read your bio, like, okay, she's an author, she's a speaker, she's a mentor, but it was a process to get to that place. It wasn't just an overnight thing. So, uh, how did God flip the script for you? You know how, (laughs) honey, God is the real MVP, right? Yeah, he is. (laughs) He flipped the script big time. You know, one of the scriptures I love, um, I think it's Proverbs 16, 9, where it says a man, man's heart plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps, right? I, I already talked about how I had plans, but I've gave them over to Christ. You know, it was not an easy exchange, uh, really due to my stubbornness, um, but how God took my pain, well, my biggest pain in my life I've ever experienced was the loss of my mom. And like I said, for those two years, I did what I did to numb it. And God still chased me. And I was very spiritual during those two years, right? Ancestral, Egyptology. And um, God flipped the script when I accepted his plan like he already went ahead of my life from the end like the end from the beginning like he already knew it it was until I was able to accept it and and be like you know what I can't keep doing this I'm gonna kill myself and so even with the suicide attempts God transformed my life and now I I've come to see there's nothing bigger than the grace of God you know and I can now exchange the spirit of heaviness for the garment of praise And so, but also in that I've come to realize the enemy needs our participation to snuff us out, to kill us. He's not big, bad, and bold enough to kill you straight out. He can't do it. He doesn't have that much power. He doesn't. And thank God through Christ, that's why he doesn't have all power. However, he needs our participation. So my, my plea to everyone, don't partner with the devil to kill you. Don't partner with the devil to snuff you out because that's all he can do. He, he can't do it by himself. And so, but God flipped the script because now you can't talk me out of Jesus. You know, you, you, you can't, I'm talking people into Jesus now um, with, with sound understanding, sound doctrine, sound teaching. And so all praises to God because this was his plan. And it's beautiful. And I think growing up, I didn't see Christians happy. 
growing up in the and no shade the Baptist church because I grew up Baptist, but churches in general, I didn't mm-hmm. see that. But I, I know now they um they were doing the best that they knew how at the time, you know, with their with their understanding. And so I've come into the knowledge of of where I'm at now. And so God is, He's given us all things to enjoy within within reason right so that's good yeah god flipped the script big time <laughs> he did and then the scripture that pops up to me is romans eight twenty eight, when it's just like he works all things together for the good he works it all yes i looked at that scripture in the mirror translation okay. if anybody has the mirror translation bible it's it's amazing it, Romans 8 28 says, meanwhile, we know that the love of God causes everything to mutually contribute to your advantage. His master plan is announced in our authentic identity. I love the mirror translation. Can you read that one more time? Because <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Like there's three words. Well, four words. Let me stop because, you know, it, trying to count right y'all but look it's four words in there it says contribute to your advantage can you read that just one more game <laughs> yes ma'am yes ma'am meanwhile we know that the love of god causes everything to mutually contribute to your advantage his master plan is announced in our authentic identity that's deep ain't nothing that god won't use like like he knows the end from the beginning. Always. He knows that. He has the pen. He's already written it. The script is already done. It's just for you. Ha, huh, just got revelation. <laughs> it's just for you. You have to flip it over and read. You Absolutely. have to read what <laughs> the end is going to be for you. And so with that, it causes everything to mutually contribute to your advantage mean to say that the the loss that we've experienced right or even those are listening you may have experienced some loss it could be relationships it could be the loss of a loved one um loss of your finances whatever it may be um somewhere the loss brought some type of gap um between you and god but god is trying to show us that hey i can cause everything (laughs) whether it's good bad ugly beautiful don't matter and i will make it I will make it <laughs> contribute to your advantage. Um, it will be in your favor. It's going to work out for your good. Um, I didn't see grief as beautiful. I didn't see grief as as good. I didn't see the loss of my my brother beautiful at all. I didn't see purpose in it. I didn't see where God was just going to change this around. And you know, the funny thing is, and I've never shared this before, but when he passed, we were... Um, he had some of the few things he had in the hospital. So we were trying to put his stuff in bags as we were packing up, as they were taking his body away. And on the side, um, there was some of his stuff. We grabbed his stuff. All of a sudden, we were walking out. His phone turns on. Mm. And a song comes on. And the song was Kirk Franklin, It's Gonna Get Better. Jesus. It's Gonna Get Better. And me and my mom looked at each other because my brother and my father, they had went ahead of us out the room and they were walking and me and my mom turned to each other. Tears started rolling down her eyes and she's like, I don't know how it's going to get better. 
And for me, I felt the same way. But I was just like, God, if you could just show us <laughs> mm. how it will get better, what, what's the good in this grief? But now that I see this, it's coming up on five years uh, come November this year, I can see mm. how everything contribute to the advantage. And not just for the advantage of myself, but for his kingdom. Because yeah. there's people out there that um, can't see the love of God through what they've experienced. But like you said, being an ambassador, being a serving, using your voice, taking your voice, you know, taking yourself off mute and saying, okay, this is what God has done for me. I know where you've been. I've experienced every, probably all, all the emotions too, as well, and, and felt the same way. But look what God has done. God, you get the glory. This is not my own doing. This is your strength. And this is your, and I'm just moving in the purpose that you've called me to be. So flip. Yes. That was all for his good. The pot, all for his good. If my brother was still living, I don't think a book would be here, a podcast. I don't think none of this stuff would be here today, mm -hmm. but it's because God pushed me. He's like, I got more for you. Um, and there's more that need to hear uh, my uh, what I have for them and to encourage them. And so this is, it's beautiful. Like you said, it's a beautiful thing. What's your take on that? It is. It is. You know, they say hindsight is 2020, but you know, again, we only know what we know. We don't know what we don't know. And what we know now about the father, how will we have learned that about him? Mm -hmm. Like you, you hear God is a healer, God is a deliverer, God is this. And we and we truly know the scripture says he is the great I am. But when you have an encounter, an experience where he healed, he delivered, he protected I mean you can't talk anyone out of their experience you just can't and now we are living testimonies for Christ you can't talk us out and that's his plan and purpose to get himself back in the earth through us through mankind because you know because this world is is falling but Lord we 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 know it it's all according to your will and plan you have a purpose for everything and um yeah. You know, and when you were saying about uh, your brother, I immediately heard, remember the story where it says in the year the king, that King Isaiah died, mm -hmm. I saw the Lord, mm -hmm. meaning before he died, I didn't see the Lord. Mm -mm. And, and quite frankly, like I said, I had no real relationship with God except through my mother and had my mom not transitioned. And thank God she knew Jesus. She's mm -hmm. the one who introduced me to Jesus. But if she had not transitioned, there's, there's no telling if I would have came to Christ when I did or how I did. There's just no telling. Wow. Um, and pain is a motivator, Yes, um, you know, that, and I think that's a part of the human experience. God knows what's going to motivate us. God knows what's going to move us. Sometimes it's not a loss of a loved one. Sometimes it's a job. Sometimes it's an ax, a car accident. So what, what, but it is something that's going to get your attention because our understanding does not even really touch the understanding of the father, the wisdom of God. Um, but we would like to think that we would like to think we're on the same level as God. Uh, the Bible is very clear. Our ways are not his ways mm -hmm. <laughs> or his ways are not our ways. True. <laughs> so, true. so, and that's a level of humility that, I think everyone at some point in their life, they're going to come to realize 
there is a God, a big God out here that really has a big plan. And I want to be on that side of the plan. <laughs> That's so. good. That's good. When you're talking, I was thinking about um, the scripture in Jeremiah um, where it talks about, you know, for I know the plans I have for you and the plans are to prosper you. It's not to harm you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there are there are things that may um, transpire in your life, but it's not to harm you. Mm-hmm. It's to prosper you. I didn't see grief as being something that could prosper and push me and propel me into what God has for me, or even the things that I've dealt with or experiences I've dealt with, even in loss of relationships. You know, I couldn't see what God was doing, but now God, like you said, He flips the script, He changes around. And he allows us to see um, what his overall plan was. And the thing, like you said, there's nobody that can talk me out of my wholeness because there's Mm -hmm. only one person that allowed me to get to this place. And it was just God. Mm -hmm. So you can try to, (laughs) hey, bring me all this stuff. No, but there was only one that showed me what wholeness is that took me back, (laughs) cleaned me up and um nurture me back to health and for that it's like like you said can't talk me out of of what Mm -hmm. i know to be true and what i know to be the only (laughs) the only god and so with that how has your healing and your grief journey been for you since the passing of your mother are you still healing are there times where you do experience grief days um even with mother's day just so happened to pass how was that for you Yeah, you know, the journey has been just that, right? A journey. Uh, Definitely, it's now more enjoyable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, It's really beautiful, like how far I said this earlier, but how far God will go. And so am I still healing? I define that by I'm complete in Christ. And it's my mind that needs the reminders that we don't do that anymore. And it's a practice. Um, I like to believe, um, I can say it this way, where uh, I don't have grief days in the sense that I'm down and out of commission for a day. It's more like grief moments. I like to call them mommy moments where I allow myself to feel the pain because I will always miss my mom. That's not, that's not changing. Um, but I remind myself of her humor, her wisdom. You know, I go watch cartoons. I go play with my puppy uh, to keep my perspective that she's with Jesus and I have a life to live right? I have a life to live. So yeah, healing is a journey. So it's, and it's different for everyone. You know, my healing may not look like someone else's healing. Um, but I truly believe if that person were still here, that person would not want me to be in the bed the whole day, maybe take some moments. And I did say that on my social media, I think on my Facebook post, where it took me some moments to get out of bed on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, Lord, you got to help me. And, and I heard him say, I have her daughter. Mm-hmm. And then I remember hearing my mom said, Ivanetta, get up. Yes, y'all. That's my real name, <laughs> y'all. But she said, get up. And I, and I began to get strength. Mm-hmm. And so, because you, you don't have to stay down. You don't. You just don't have to. And now, you know, I, I understand that it's, mm-hmm. it's a choice too. Like, for, for me, because for some people, they may need another level of assistance, right? They may need some medication, they may need something. And no, no shame in any of that, because 
it's all it's all for the good it's all for the benefit you to get you moving forward so but yeah we man healing is life because mm-hmm. if you don't heal you stay stuck you stay stagnant you you're not living yeah. so healing healing is life healing is. is life and I choose to live and that that part I choose to live everybody say that I choose to live that is beautiful how uh, what is some advice that you can give to maybe um, those are listening that may have not experienced um, loss or um, or grief for that matter but they know someone like a friend right or a, a, a sister or whoever it may be um, where that person is dealing with that how can they show up for that person because they want to they just don't know what to do so what advice could you give to them honestly I would ask them if you've never experienced a loss of a mom or a loss of a sibling or anything, ask that person, what can I do? Please. And I say, please do not assume that you know how they feel. You do not know how they feel. And it would be actually a good uh, choice of words to say, I don't know how you feel, but I want to be here in support of you. What can I do? And if this person is in a place where they can speak and speak openly, they will let you know what you can do, whether it's bring me over some cookies or (laughs) or pray with me or I just need a hug, you know, and that's a lot of times hugs matter. They do. (laughs) They do. Hugs matter. Where words are unspoken, hugs matter, you know, so but that's where I would start. Ask the person. Mm -hmm respectfully just ask them don't assume you know what they need um, because they're experiencing something they never experienced in their life because you're only gonna have one mama it's a new norm it's a new norm sometimes I know that I've people had asked me you know what can I do and I couldn't even answer I didn't even have an answer for it because I'm like I don't know myself this is all new to me um And I, but the thing is, I let them know it wasn't for them to figure out. It's like, I really don't know what I can say or what I need because I really don't know what I need right now. I'm just kind of, you know, in a a lost, numb type of state. But I would say one of my friends, one of my best friends, um, I'm coming up on um, my brother's anniversary where uh, it was approaching his birthday. This was the first birthday that uh, we did not have without him. So I was approaching his birthday and I was on the phone with her and she was just, you know, calling me, telling me, hey, um, I know that this is uh, an anniversary that's popping up and what so have you. And so she was like, let me just call you back. I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, And I hear my mom call my name she was like Brene <laughs> for the time <laughs> the time I had came home I came home because I knew it would be kind of this is our first so wanted to come home to be supportive of my mom and just be there for my mom and dad and my brother and she's like Brene I need something so I was like okay I'm coming downstairs at the bottom of the steps was my friend mm. she flew all the way from Hawaii mm. and when I say I broke down in tears um, because I, I didn't know what I needed, but she went to God. It was just like, God, what does she need? 
And she was like, me, the guy just told her like, hey, Brittany needs this. She just needs a hug. Mm, <laughs> she amen. just needs. And, and it was a simple, but she did that and flew <laughs> miles away just to do that. Um, so there's sometimes where we won't know, you know, the person that's dealing with it won't really know how to communicate what they really need. But sometimes just showing up, sometimes just calling and say, hey, I'm just going to sit on the phone whenever you're ready. You know, mm-hmm. it, it just could be the simple things like that. Um, but yeah, like you said, um, communicate because some people can be like, this is what I need. They will probably know. But I know in my situation, I really didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't even put the words to it. So, um, but yeah, but with that, how, um, has God, um, and even therapy shaped your life and the woman you are becoming? (laughs) Great question. (laughs) God obviously did the heavy lifting and therapy has helped me with what I like to say, the light touches or the touch-ups, right? Both are necessary in my opinion. Uh, therapy helped me with my focus and in choosing to be happy versus unhappy. So one of the things I learned what choosing to focus on what I didn't have was actually making a choice to be unhappy. I'm gonna say that again, choosing to focus on what you don't have is actually making a choice to be unhappy. So choose to be happy, y'all. Choose to be happy by focusing on what you actually do have because by far, you have more than you don't. You can, if you start counting your blessings, you, you, you're going to be counting really till Jesus come back, tell you the truth. Is, you, <laughs> you're just that blessed. You truly are that mm-hmm. fortunate versus the, my, really the minuscule things that you think, oh, I, I don't have that, but you have so much more. You have so much more. So, and you're still alive. You're still like, you're still here. You're still here. <laughs> yes, you're oh. still here. It's a clear indication that, yeah, he has more for you. Absolutely. Um, like the song says, I'm alive because there's more. There's there's more, you know, that God has for you. And like you said, um, therapy is essential. Um, and I would not condone it at all for anyone. I went through it myself. You talked about it, you know, uh, going through therapy as well. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um I know for me, I had to narrow it down with what type of therapist I wanted um, because I just, I was like, God, I've never done this thing before. Mm-hmm. Nobody in my family has done it before. So <laughs> leave me and guide me on what to do, but I know that I need this. I'm black. I'm a woman mm-hmm. and I'm in ministry. I need a therapist that can understand all three parts. Amen. And so with that, it's just like, he led me to someone um that could identify with all three parts and so that was helpful for me because like I said you're navigating the new norm but also when you're in ministry too it's just like rarely it's it's rarely talked about you know yeah and it's a stigma it has been a stigma for a long long time in the church um about therapy about uh mental health and different things like that um so I would just encourage anyone, don't shy away from it. And you could be the very first person in your family. I was, <laughs> you could be the very first person to go. And that's okay. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but those are faith steps. Those are faith moves to allow you to be the woman or the man that God has called you to be. It's just all part of the help. You know, you can't heal yourself. You get sick, right? You go to the doctor, right? To, Absolutely. to figure out what's going on. So if your mind is a little sick right now, that's okay. It's okay to go to a therapist. It's okay to seek help um, because God has blessed them. That's their purpose and who God has called them to be to help um, you become who you need to be. So yeah. And believe God, like believe that if God can use Rahab, a harlot, okay, God will use a therapist. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, plumbers use pipes, electricians use wires. God uses people. Mm -hmm. And we know the opposite is true. The devil uses people, but God uses people. God can use someone to bring forth the healing that he wants to get to you. Like, doctors only treat right they only can cut you and stitch you up and blah 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 the healing that's god right like i, I just wish uh more of our community were was open to to talking to someone who is professional and qualified of course mm-hmm. but that they can get real with that really that baggage that yeah. we all have Everyone has a story. Mm-hmm. Everyone went through something. Yes. My something may not be your something, but my something don't have to keep me from the thing or the things God has for me, mm-hmm. you know, but it will, if I don't deal with it. That's true. I'll, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh man, I just, Hey, it's for you. It it's is. for you. It's for healing you. is for you. Absolutely. It's it's for you. Um, And we just want to put that out there. I don't know who's listening, but it's for you. And healing does not have, it's not a a perspective of persons and it's not for a certain uh, type of class. No, it's healing is for you, it's for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with that, speaking of healing, there are uh, some books that she wrote, Ivy, and one in particular, Boost Your Self-Esteem, you lay out practical steps to self-love, self-care, and just positive self-talk. What are some practical tips on how we can be more aware about how we talk, how we love ourselves, and how we care for ourselves? I love that. I say we first must be aware of something before we can do anything about that something. So first, are we aware that we are truly deserving of love and being loved well? What does that look like? Are we aware of that? Before we get to the self-care behavior, uh, can we get into the self-care talk? How do you talk to yourself? You are with yourself everywhere, 24-7. Do you, we talk to ourselves the most. And technically, this is how I look at it. Because we talk to ourselves the most, this is why the enemy loves to influence our thoughts. This is also why we must take the thoughts from God that he's really lined out in the word, Philippians four, six through eight, um, things like that, because it's our thought life. The mind is very powerful. You know, if you can imagine for a minute, you go to your refrigerator, take out a lemon, grab a knife, slice the lemon. You can smell a little bit of the lemon, right? You pick up that lemon slice, you put it in your mouth. You can feel that twinge of the lemon, right? What happened? this was all in your mind. Like our minds are powerful. Mm-hmm. So that, that self-talk is, is powerful. You, you, we must speak to ourselves well, 
you know, because truly you wouldn't allow someone to talk to you uh, disrespectfully, I would hope, you know, the, whoever's listening, like you wouldn't allow anyone to call you out your name. You wouldn't allow someone to mistreat you. And th what does that, does that relate to how we treat ourselves? Because in essence, we are treating, we are teaching people how to treat us all the time, <laughs> all the time. That's so, yeah, self-care, it's important. It is very, very important. And even with the whole self-talk, um, I feel like with that, if you, <laughs> the way you talk to yourself, like you said, it, it shows how you care for yourself, how you love yourself. So if you talk down about yourself, if you feel like I'm not worthy, um, I'm not beautiful, I will never love again, like all this stuff, you'll never make it in life. Then when you go about your life, it kind of shows up in how you care for yourself. You don't do things. Um, you'll do the opposite of what you're supposed to do. The same thing goes with the love. Um, because you talk down to yourself you can't love yourself the way you need to be you can't care for yourself and so another thing scripture that comes to mind is proverbs 18 and 21 we've all heard it before death and life is in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof and so so it's like what fruit do you want to eat today hmm. what do you want to eat today Are you you want to eat the fruit of death and because you eat that, then yeah, if you eat the fruit of death, then this is what's going to happen. It's going to show up. You're not going to be uh, caring for yourself. You're not going to be loving yourself. Um, but when you speak those, those words of life, um, when you speak his word over your life, um, you begin to care for yourself in a different way. You begin to love yourself a different way. And, and I, this hits home for me because for so long, I, when, you, when you go through something that's traumatic, you lose your confidence. Mm -hmm. um, you lose your confidence in even praying or even just speaking life over yourself, right? Because you feel like, okay, my words don't matter no more because he didn't show up the way I thought he was going to show up. But it's not until I started to speak life speak life to my situation, speak life to myself. That's when, and even speak his word over my life. Even when I didn't have the words, I had to open the Bible and say, you know what? You got the words. Let me, let me use your words <laughs> over my life and speak it over my life. And because of that, that's when the, the self-love came. It's like, oh yeah, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh yeah, I am more than a conqueror. Oh yeah, I can do all things through Christ. Mm -hmm. And speaking Amen. that over, then I begin to love myself a different way. And I begin to care for myself a different way. But when you constantly are speaking words of negativity and, and uh, words that are not of God, then yeah, you're going to, you're going to go away. You're going to stray away from your self-care. You're going to stray away from your self-love, which is a heavy thing. But the thing is, we have to choose our words wisely. Mm. So true. And, and choose what you want to eat today. <laughs> Amen. Choose what words That's you want to so eat today and, and what is going to nourish you or what is going to bring harm to you. I can't eat junk food every day. It will mess me up. <laughs> it will mess my, your girl's body up, for real. It's good at one point, right? <laughs> but it will mess me up. But it's not until I start feeding myself uh, the good things. I have more energy. Yes. I'm like, oh, wow, I can... Uh, let me just go ahead and work out even longer today because I, I, I feel, you know, I feel good about myself. 
And so when I eat the right things, the same thing with your words, when you choose those words, it's just like, you don't know what it does to yourself, but it, it brings life. And then when you put his words on top of that, mm. honey, <laughs> it's another thing. It's another level. It's another level for real. It's another level. Any words about that? Just choosing your words wisely. I was uh, thinking about something I heard a while ago where language will locate you like Ooh. your language locates you yes. like you're, you're, I, and I meet people all the time and I start talking to them and you know they're complaining about this or whatever and it's like wait there's got to be some good going on in your life but that's where they may choose to focus their attention right so um, but our language locates us if you really want to know really where you are look back to what you're talking what are you saying what are you speaking what are you speaking? Who you, you know, have a conversation with? <laughs> absolutely. You mm-hmm. know, the Bible, uh, I forget where it is, but it talks about for by your words, are you justified or by your words, are you ensnared? Words matter. Words, literally, this is, we're sitting in a word, literally, like <laughs> words matter, y'all. And it's like, we, we can't just frivolously say things and think, oh, it doesn't matter. And then we wonder why this ends up happening, you know, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot to it, but language, your language will locate you. That's good. I love that. And I wrote that down too. And you said words matter. And you said another thing that we're sitting here because of the words. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many times I wrote down in a journal or on a board or on a mirror that I am this, I will be this words do matter words bring life um and when you pray into those words and look you're a speaker you are author you are a mentor you're doing great things but it's because words (laughs) you chose his word you chose the right words and because of that you're here today and vice versa and so i tell anyone like don't just because, how can I put it? Continue to write it down. That's what I say. And write it everywhere. Put it on your fridge, calendar. It don't matter. Put those words down because they're reminders. And yes, it will come to pass. We're talking about purpose. We're talking about, hey, how God has transformed our pain into purpose. These are one of the things that I'm pretty sure Ivy did. And I know I had to do was just write it down. This oh, yeah. What God promised. Like, I. I am going to do a podcast. I am going to write a book. You know, these are the things that I just started to write down. And so I encourage you to, to write it down, grab your journal, target us some beautiful ones. You can get it from anywhere. Dollar Tree, don't matter. Get you something to write down. Sticky notes, don't matter. And write it down and continue to say it every day. But like she said, choose your words wisely. wisely. And when um, she also said language will locate you. When you begin to speak those words out, um, even every day, when she said language will locate you, pretty much the words that you choose, right? We'll just use mentorship or even purpose coach or whatever you want to use. I wrote those things down. God will connect you with the right people because you you begin to attract what you say, right? Right. And so God will bring the mentors. He will bring the coaches that are that have been doing this for a while to mentor you to get you to where you need to be. It just didn't start off where we just went head first. No, there was somebody that spoke life into us, but first we yes. had to speak life into our own selves first. 
Absolutely. And then, like you said, the language will locate you. It will come. It will come to you. And mm. so I just wanted to put that out there. That, that hit me a different way when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> language will locate you. I want the right things to locate me. I don't want Amen. the wrong things to, to locate Amen. me and find me. So that's good. That is Amen. so good. So with that, girl, um, my last thing that I wanted to ask you was how do you shift your mindset? I know you said in the beginning um, that it all starts in the mind, right? So how do you shift your mindset from uh, feeling defeated to uh, destiny? Right. So with a defeated mindset, there has to have been experiences that shape that person to see defeat where they go. But with a destiny mindset, it comes with overcoming certain setbacks. So it's not a loss. It was a lesson. So it's a switch in how you frame things and your perspective. Because, and even, and I'm an analytical person, you know, engineer by trade, uh, where you, you really come to realize you don't really see with your eyes, quite frankly, you see with your mind. If you ever ask your eye doctor, uh, sir or ma'am, whoever it is, do, do we, do, do our eyes actually see with our eyes or what, what is that? And obviously in every eye doctor, they have that image of a big old eye, <laughs> but when you really boils down to, you see with your brain your mind. You don't even, the eyes are just windows really. And so uh, with events like traumatic, I think traumatic events, they shape, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, and it's a part of the path that got me here to where I am. That's a part of the path that will get you to where you are. And, uh, and it's like the saying goes, if you can, if you think you can or can't, you're right. Or as the word says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So you got to believe it's possible. You got to, you must, you know, your life is literally depending on, on it really. Um, So mindset is everything. Mindset is everything. That's good. That's good. And I never thought about it that way, but now that you brought it up, (laughs) you see with your mind first and the eyes are the window, like. Oh, absolutely. That's true, though. Like, that's so true. true. (laughs) As as your eye doctor, y'all, or even better yet, when you eat food, you we really eat with our eyes first. We We don't eat with our mouths. We don't. We don't eat anything that we don't see looks appetizing. Exactly. It's got to look right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And of course, it may have to smell right, too. Mm -hmm. But it's certainly got to look right. That's good. That's good. I never saw it that way, but now that she said that, that's another gem that I wrote down. <laughs> For real, we do see with our mind first, and because of that, we also have to guard it too. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to guard our eyes, guard our eye gates, guard our ear gates, um, just guard everything and make sure um, that it's in the right place. Um, and then we don't open it up to just anything, right? Since she said it's windows, right? We just don't open it up to anything. Um, and so that's good. That's a good place. So thank you so much, Ivy. Tell us about any products, services, or even courses. I want to sign up for something. So I don't know about y'all, but I need to sign up for something right now um, <laughs> that you offer. And how can we plug into that? And also, how can we connect with you as well? Yes. So I have a website, uh, ivyspeaks.com. I offer one-on-one or group coaching on my site. You know, ladies can sign up there. I'm actually launching a course called Positive Attitude for a Positive Life. 
Uh, and I'm building a community of women, really, where we're growing in community. It's going to be called Difference Makers. And the difference that we make is that we recognize our own greatness and we rock that out. Uh, any, oh, I have a book. You know, I have books. I have things on my website. I just launched some new merch. She got guys. She good. Um, I just uh, did a mail uh, line real briefly. He got God. He good. Um, and that really was birthed out of the most important relationship any person can really have is with God. And if you got God, you good. God good. is the prize. <laughs> Amen. God is the prize. He is. He is. So. That's good. Well, we're going to make sure that we drop everything um, in our, our information section. So definitely follow Ivy, purchase the merch, get all that you need, get the books, get the, the sweatshirts, the t-shirts, all that. And of course, everything that she may be dropping as far as uh, courses, whatever it may be, I want you to plug in y'all. Okay. You hear me? Plug in. Uh, she is definitely doing some great things for God, for the kingdom. And I'm just super proud of you. I am just so proud of you. Uh, what God is doing in your life, where he's going to take you to, Ivy. Uh, eyes have not seen, nor ears have heard, girl. You just keep doing uh, the things of God and continue to be faithful to those things and watch God even just take you even higher so thank you for sharing your heart with us today um i know you could have done anything else but i appreciate you uh for coming on finding love and purpose uh telling us how we can find uh purpose through our pain and so and it could be beautiful and how god can turn into a beautiful story so thank you again family that is our time thank you again ivy it was just a pleasure to have you on here until next time family love peace and lessons.